I just want to say how unfair it is I have to follow up Taryn. And nobody told me I could have a PowerPoint, so <clears throat> it would have been fireworks if I would have known. But <clears throat> and my voice is slipping too, so sorry about that, guys. Um, so what I want to share with you is just something we faced early on in the journey. Um, the church was growing fast with um, new people, unbelievers, people getting saved. <clears throat> and so we all of a sudden realized we needed leaders. We had some really servant-hearted folks who had, who had joined us from the very beginning. And they were, I mean, you just can't, you can't, money can't buy people with hearts like this. But we needed people who could actually um, shoulder the load, even people who would, um, would be willing to come on staff and become elders and lead us. And the problem is this. <clears throat> I think historically, we've always been able to like, um, it seems to me, looking back over my shoulder, that, it, that the idea was take people who have ministry experience somewhere else or went to Bible college somewhere that you like and bring those people in and get those people to be your leaders. And that seems like, for the most part, it worked as we look back over our shoulder, but increasingly we're finding it being very difficult. It's not working. You know, everywhere I go, all my friends are finding just, this is just, it's just causing problems. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I think as, as I've thought about it, I think what's happened is the, the emphasis, the shift that we've got in, in the way that most of us are trying to do church is, is highly um, articulated. We're trying to be missional. We're trying to be gospel-centered. And that means that people with previous church ministry experience maybe did not come from churches with that kind of emphasis. And so now they bring in a different emphasis and decades of that emphasis or decades of training in that emphasis. And it just doesn't work. And so we were faced with this problem of going, man, we've got people coming to our church saying, I went to Bible college or I want to be on staff or whatever. And the reality is that they, they weren't going to do us any good. And so we needed leaders, but we didn't have any. And then, and then so that was the problem. The, the, the second thing that happened was I, I really got convicted um, reading 2 Timothy 2, where Paul says, entrust these things to reliable men who will then in turn entrust them to others. And I thought to myself, how do you know if someone's reliable? Looking at their resume, that didn't tell you anything about somebody's re reliability, right? Um, and you, you hear things like, watch their life and doctrine closely. How do you do that in an interview? Hey, how are you going to watch their life and doctrine closely? Um, you, you hear things like shepherd the flock, you know, of God among you. So it doesn't matter necessarily how good they were at the other flock or that imaginary flock in their head while they were at seminary. It matters how they're doing with the sheep that are right here right now, right? And so I, I started getting this growing conviction that, that more often than not, Jesus who builds his church that Jesus who's building this church that I planted is probably already put into the, under the roof of this church, good men and good women who he's calling into leadership. And so with that conviction, um, we, we began to pursue developing the people that were already in our church. And when we started off, it was, it was like, man, we, literally me and Tom Tapping, there was one other guy on eldership, and there was about 600 people at the time in the church, just to give you some context. We sat together and we were like, can we think of one one person and that one person we thought of one and then it came oh there's two more I think we got to like five and so we said well, why don't we just start spending time with these five the answer that, that we came up with was just doing essentially like little cohorts little mini groups of where we where we focus in and we learn together you can call it e plus you can call it whatever you want and so we took these five people and it was really unorganized the first the first round of this was literally the guys would sit down and say well what do you guys want to talk about and it was embarrassing that that's what we had, but you know what, God used it, because that's all we had. And out of those five came three of the most phenomenal elders the world's ever seen. 
And um, I mean, they're absolutely amazing. Um, seriously, just phenomenal guys. Three of the five guys we started with came out, whoa, elders. And then we thought, well, gosh, what if we did this again? And what if we were like slightly organized? Like what if we, what if we thought through a couple of things that might be helpful, you know? Um, so, but we thought, well, we've already run out of the five guys though. I mean, maybe we'll have to look to other churches or something. Well, let's just think about our church one more time. It's a few months down the line. Let's think about our church one more time. Whoa, there's 10 right there, 10 we all came up with. We thought, okay, let's take time with those 10. Now those 10 came another two or three elders. And now we're like, I think four or five cohorts down the line. We've got about 50 or 60 guys who've been through this. These are guys who like, for example, we just, Tom and you just started a, a, a site, a One Harbor site in Swansboro. Um, and, and from day one, they had about 250 adults, um, which is just amazing. Here's the thing, he's the only elder there. That's not good, right? Um, but here's the good thing. Five guys who are at that site have gone through our nine-month program. We know them. They know us. And those five guys are going to be, I mean, they're easy, no-brainer elders for this site. They're, they're already there. They're already there. And so now anytime we go to plan a site or if we want to plan a church, if we need to bring guys through, there's this, there's this pool of people. So what did we choose to focus on? Um, I just want to give you a couple just thoughts there. We, we definitely focused on philosophy of ministry because that's really important. And, and that's stuff that, that people need to hear from you. You have to tell people what ministry looks like where you're at. Otherwise, they just impose on you the ministry context they came out of. That's not, that's not, they're not evil people. They're just people. And, and people have to be taught. And so you have to shape them, show them what, what does ministry here look like? What's our philosophy of ministry? You also have to talk about theology. Because we can all b believe the same creeds, but we can, there's nuances to how we believe them that really matter. Right? And so we talk about our theological distinctives. We talk about our ministry distinctives, right? And so they're, sh they're shaping an idea of what would ministry in this church look like, right? Then you talk about character and life and leadership and uh, ministry idolatry and, and, and pitfalls in ministry. You really work through those deep things that need to be worked through and, and so on and so on. And so we, we've, we've built a curriculum that works for us. We've got like an intro level nine-month uh, curriculum. Now, elders invite guys into this. The guys can say no, but... but uh, people can't self-select, right? We, we're going and saying, hey, we see something on you. Do you is, there a, is there a mustard seed of hope somewhere in you that maybe this could be your future? If so, come join us. Three months into that, we give them an exit ramp because three months in, they might go, this is definitely not for me, right? Well, we don't want to keep going for another six months. Or three months in, I might be going, this is definitely not for you, right? And so we give guys an honorable way out. But in those first three months, they've learned about like really good stuff, right? They're going to be better for Jesus just in those three months. Then they can carry on for them to six months. And at the end of that, there's not like a, and now you're an elder, like we knight you, elder, you know? Um, in that, in, that, in that next nine months, they're going to learn so much stuff that even if they don't end up in eldership, they're going to be such, uh, what I tell them at the end is it's not about you becoming an elder. It's about you leveraging your life for the sake of the gospel. And I promise you by the end of this, we'll help you better do that, right? But, but, but a lot of them do carry on to be elders. And then from there, we, we've now started creating these little, um, like many kind of um, verse, like, you know, three-month uh, cohorts where guys can focus in on pastoring, where we look at like what an Old Testament priest did, who Jesus is as this chief shepherd, and then who, who we are as pastors. So we're focusing on what does it mean to pastor people. And then another three-month when we're looking at preaching, what we preach, how we preach, why we preach, give them chances to preach. Um, and so we're starting, because... Because you want to develop the gifts that, that are unique to guys. If you say, all of you guys, we're all going to preach. Well, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because 
Uh, out of 10 guys, 10 of them aren't preachers, you know? But, but as you get to know him, you start going, man, there's something on that guy, you know? And so let's, let's try to sharpen that. Let's, let's, try to, let's try to sharpen that. Let's try to develop that. And so um, anyway, that's been catalytic for us. We started going, oh, we'll never have the right elders. We'll never know who to get. And now I can be absolutely honest with you. I feel like the, that little boy must have felt watching Jesus take his lunch and just multiply it. I feel like every time we put our hand in the bag, there's more. Every time we say, oh, God, there's not going to be any more. There's another 10. There's another 12 of guys coming through. And I honestly think, guys, if that Jesus wants to build his church. He's going to put the right men and the right women in our churches. We just have to look for them, and we have to develop them, right? And be faithful with little, and God will entrust you with more.